Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you that you're with us every morning. Help us to see your spirit. It's right there. Thank you for loving us deeply. Thank you for being our friend, our guide, and the one who loves us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Um, Let's see. Well, I wanted to talk to you about my favorite commercial today, (laughs) besides the Mentos commercial, of course. Um, it's the pure Michigan commercials. I, I love those. I almost bought golf clubs because of it. Um, the second Tim Allen's voice comes on, I am immediately transported to Michigan sandy beaches. I'm sipping a lemonade. I can imagine I'm wearing white linen for some reason, as well as my kids, and we're all clean. Um, they're, they're flying a kite, and I feel fully rested. And then I hear a car horn, and I'm immediately brought back into reality, and I realize I am far from rested. The latest statistics say that the average American doesn't get enough rest because we are working longer days, we have less vacation time, and we're retiring later. Does that apply to anybody here? So as my gift to you, the lighting team is just going to turn down the lights, and we're going to have a 15-minute power nap this morning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, sorry. However, if you are longing for that chance, I'm going to talk to you today about resting in him through the practice of Sabbath. I've always been unsure of what the heck Sabbath means, uh, besides just going to church on Sunday. Uh, Does it mean that I'm supposed to be doing that more often? Does it apply for me or just the biblical times? And by definition, it just means it is a day of religious observance and abstinence from work, and it's kept by Jews from Friday evening into Saturday evening and by most Christians on Sunday. So how did it even begin? Well, in Genesis... God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and on the seventh day, with the canvas of the cosmos completed, God paused from his labor and rested. Thus, God blessed day seven and made it special, an open time for pause and restoration, a sacred zone of Sabbath keeping because God rested from all the work he had done in creation that day. When I first read about creation, I thought, well, how nice. I mean, God, he basically created the whole world with a six-day deadline. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Uh, But truly, he is showing us that there is work and then there is rest. The creation story is a model for the kind of Sabbath restoration he wants for his people. And he purposely included the Sabbath to be part of it, not as an option. We have become a people who are overworked, overwhelmed, overstressed, and we are looking desperately to experience rest. Is that you? I know it's me. If so, is it possible that by practicing the Sabbath, it could be part of our solution? I've done a couple messages so far, and um, every topic that I seem to get, it just slaps me in the face, reminding me of another area I need to work on. And I know by nature, I'm a hustler. I like to get things done. 
I have checklists, Google Keep, calendars, you name it. While my go-getter attitude is not necessarily wrong, I am reminded that, am I providing myself the margin for rest and relying on him? Our kids take, uh, still take naps from time to time. And um, sometimes they take us, uh, they ask us to take one with them. And I usually just say to them, you know what, guys, you need to rest. But mom needs to get a couple things done around the house. So when God is asking us to rest, are we just choosing to push him aside and finish one more thing on that never-ending to-do list? The first time the Sabbath is commanded in the Bible, it is in Exodus chapter 20, and God is giving Moses the Ten Commandments to bring back to his people, and he says this, You and your family are to remember the Sabbath day. Set it apart and keep it holy. You have six days to do all your work, but the seventh day is to be different. It is the Sabbath of the eternal your God. Keep it holy by not doing any work, not you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, or any outsiders living among you. For the eternal made the heavens above, the earth below, the seas, and all the creatures in them in six days. Then on the seventh day, he rested, and that is why he blessed the seventh day, the Sabbath day, and made it sacred. Practicing Sabbath is something we can look forward to. We will have a time to work, but we will need to be able to balance that with rest. And he is saying during this specific time, you should direct your attention to me. And this is very countercultural to the idol of busyness in America. Other countries, they have seamlessly woven rest into their everyday life. Spain completely encourages the siesta. Uh, China considers an hour-long nap at your desk a constitutional right. And during Risposo in Italy, businesses completely close for an hour and a half so their employees can go home, take a nap, and come back to work. My friend Jenny, uh, she's from Sweden, and she told me about their cherished custom of fika. It is a twice-daily coffee break that everyone enjoys, whether you're a businesswoman or a parent at home. Fika is about slowing down. It is a moment to sit and contemplate with your, uh, by yourself or with friends. Unlike America, where coffee has become more like grabbing a 16-ounce grande in a paper cup, and just fueling up and going hard. In Sweden, it is something to look forward to, a moment where everything else stops, and you savor that time and rest. I think at times we all need an, an excuse to slow down just a little bit. And if we choose to slow down, we are saying to those around us that we are not the creator and the sustainer of our own lives. So I believe a modern form of Exodus 28 could go like this. Go to work, do what you need to do, but during your Sabbath time, turn off your phone, close your laptop, stop the housework, and forget about that outdoor project. Focus it all on him. Laugh with friends and family. Tell stories. Thank him. He will bless your time and make it holy. I mean, have you ever experienced a holy moment. Maybe it was that one awesome vacation, a conversation around a campfire, taking a hike in nature, playing with the neighbor kids at dusk, 
to be in that moment, in that space when it feels joyful, just right, truly holy. When I originally thought about Sabbath, I thought, oh gosh, here is another rule restricting me. However, this practice really allows ourselves to rest in him and gives us a greater sense of freedom. It provides us the relief of accepting ourselves as who we are and not as we need to be. In Martin Copenhaver's book, Room to Grow, he talks about how Sabbath can look a lot like confinement, full of restrictions with a lack of freedom. However, freedom is often disguised as confinement, and confinement is often disguised as freedom. So to really explain that, Sabbath was established when the Jews were slaves to the Babylonians. Their captors wanted them to work all day, but the Jews rebelled and said, one day, one day, we want to worship our God. The Babylonians agreed, and in the midst of the Jews' confinement, they found freedom, saying we are more than just laborers. Can we say that of ourselves today? Are we more than just laborers? What looks at first like freedom really may be confinement. We don't have to wait by the phone. We just take it with us. We don't have to go across town and ask somebody a question. We just ask Alexa or Siri. (laughs) The promise of any place can be your workplace now becomes every place is your workplace. We can feel trapped with no way to escape. And that promise of freedom doesn't really feel like that anymore. I know a commandment sounds very forceful, but the one who has created the whole world knows exactly what we need. Practicing the Sabbath is not just a part of rules for us to follow and confine us. It has allowed us a gift of freedom. Jesus practiced it, and I I consider him a pretty good example. Um, But sometimes I find myself saying, oh, I don't want rest because I feel guilty about that. People are counting on me. I need to provide. And how will this look to others if I don't get back to them right away? With all of that, if we decide to take part of Sabbath, he can release that guilt, and we can say that God is the only one who can sustain. So what does the Sabbath provide? In Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, it says, Come to me, all who labor, And are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is saying two things here surrender and learn. We all understand how hard it is to listen when we are at the point of either physical or emotional burnout. So all he's asking of us is just to surrender your anxiety, worry, and rest in him. So when life happens or crisis occurs, because you know it will, we will be at a better place to listen to his still, small voice. 
I remember when I was in Mr. Bramer's seventh grade science class, he decided to give us a pop quiz that day, and he had placed the papers um, face down in front of us, and he said, you guys have about five to ten minutes, just go ahead, do your best to finish this quiz, but just make sure to listen to the directions on the top of the page. Well, everyone turned over the papers, and they started racing through the questions, and there were some even ridiculous things on there, like you had to stand up, balk like a chicken, turn around three times. It was nuts. And in the midst of this chaos, I saw this one girl, Katie, and she was just sitting there, smiling, looking around at everyone, and I was like, well, she must have been real fast. I need to catch up. And um, I continued on in my antics, and then he stopped the class, and he said, could everyone just stop? and read what was on top, the instructions on top of the paper, which read, thank you for reading these directions. Please sit back and observe the other students around you. (laughs) It would have been so easy if I would have just listened to the directions. I wouldn't have made a complete fool of myself as I did most days in seventh grade. That is all he's asking of us, to look at his instructions to surrender and learn. Sabbath also lends itself to community. The Jewish tradition encourages you to invite friends over for Sabbath dinner, and there is a joy in doing life together with family and friends. It's a chance for us to speak into the lives of others and vice versa, and when you have that time to have meaningful conversations with a friend or family, that can always bring a fresh perspective for us to learn from. The Jewish practice does have quite a bit of firmer rules, uh, like not cooking, not watching TV, using your phone, or driving, to name a few. But for us, Sabbath can be as simple as sitting down to savor a meal, taking a nap, taking a walk outside, something you find delight in. Some choose to make Sabbath a whole day, but maybe it's scheduling it once a week, once a month, or every quarter, Whatever you decide, just keep it consistent and intentional. The goal is not to create extra stress. Just keep it simple. I will caution you this. What it is not supposed to be is catching up on Netflix, getting that honey-do list accomplished, spending extra time scanning social media. It is creating a space for true rest and being able to witness all the things He has blessed you with. It can provide us with just a little bit, a little taste of heaven. As we head into this summer season, I wholeheartedly encourage you to take some time to practice a little bit more rest, a time of Sabbath. And when you do so, be reminded of how we can be fully satisfied in his constant goodness and care. Isaiah 58, 13 through 14 says this. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk foolishly. Then the Lord will be your delight and I will give you great honor. When we rest and our present, we are really able to see all the ways God delights us. Many Jewish dinners on the evening of Sabbath involve a blessing for all those attend. So I would like to bless you all today as we go into this week. 
Let's just take a moment. We're going to close our eyes, take in some deep breaths, and have our hearts open to hearing just a small list of the ways that we can take delight in him when we take some time to rest. A starry-filled night, your still hot cup of coffee, your daughter, your son, the green grass under your toes, picking wildflowers, your spouse, your heart, the waters you long to swim in, the color blue, the mountain air, your dad, your mom, gentle rain, a dripping ice cream cone, the crack of a bat in a home run, the smell of butter and garlic in the frying pan, looking through old photos, your grandmother's special meal, your favorite song playing on the radio, a fork in your hand, your best friend, warm bread right out of the oven, scratching your dog's belly, the skyline, the hum of a well-tuned engine, a hammock, chubby little fingers, grasping your own, being in the shade of a giant tree, your belly laugh, knowing an amazing God in this moment and how much he loves you right here, right now, your breath, your breath, amen.